listening to the Film at Lincoln Center podcast. The 2019 New York Asian Film Festival is now running through July 11th at Film at Lincoln Center. Earlier this week, Hong Kong action choreographer and director Yun Wu Ping joined us for a master class in which he discussed his art and career in Asia and America, followed by a rare screening of his cult classic, The Miracle Fighters. The evening was moderated by programmer David Willens and New York Asian Film Festival director Samuel Jami. Let's go to that now. So, uh, your father was Yuan Xiaotian, also known as Simon Yuan, also known as Beggar So, Sam the Seed, Old Dirty. He's the, the one who teaches Jackie Chan, Drunken Fist, and Drunken Master. When you were about 11, I understand, he taught, brought you and your brothers to learn martial arts. He was a very famous fight choreographer and actor himself. So why was, was he teaching you for health or did he want you to become a fight choreographer? Please talk about how this experience became your career. Uh, I don't think my dad could predict that I would end up as an action choreographer. Yeah, my father was training me, and that was actually me and my siblings. Actually, that was actually for Cantonese opera troops because they needed little actors to perform. And so that was actually the training, in addition to, you know, getting healthy and being fit. Yes, you practice Kung Fu for the health, for the agility of the body. Yeah, basically, Cantonese opera at some point actually became, was really very much in decline. And that around that time was when the film studios started inviting my dad. And then for him to then, in film studios, in film, to be an action choreographer. <laughs> basically, uh, when we started, uh, when my father brought me into the film studio to be basically, you know, a very low-level type of a stuntman, and the phrase is, you know, f- you walk in, as in you walk into the set first, uh, when, when they shoot you into the, into the scene, and then also, if you were standing, you would only be standing on the sides, never in the middle, and also you would be the first to die. See, it's easy enough. Basically, I was a stuntman, and I started observing other people being action choreographers, and I looked at what they did, and I said, I can do the same. And I saw how they were like figuring out the movements and so on. I said, I can do the same, and so I did. Yeah, basically, what I have learned through the experience that as an action choreographer, you didn't just design the movements. You actually also have to learn about camera, camera angles, how to actually capture that movement so that it actually comes out as powerful as it can be. Well, so, so, you, so that means by the time that you made your first film as a director, even though it was your debut, you had gleaned all this knowledge just from fight choreography. Basically, uh, through film, through uh, being a stuntman and also uh, uh, doing all that type of work, I actually got to meet director Ng Siyun, Wu Siyun, a very famous person. And, and Wu Siyun, uh, Ng Siyun, when he did his first film as a director, he invited me as his first action choreographer. 
Basically, when I started clearly, I didn't have that confidence. So it took me, and also I, I thought about my ideas and concept, and we, myself, and Director Ng Siyun, we did a lot of talking to and fro, and actually with his feedback, I had more of my confidence built, and then from there, I made the film. David was just uh, mentioning your direct your debut. By that he meant a drunken master, which I, I think he, was it drunken master. No, before was that it, was that was not. That's why you that's why you're asking the questions. Snake in the Eagle's Shadow. Thank you. Okay, I just want to say that the first two films that we are discussing is Snake in the Eagle's Shadow, Seiyang Tiu Sao, 1978, and then after that is Drunken Master. We all know Zhou Kun. Okay, these are the two films. They were shot within the same year, I think. Well, two years, one, one, one after another. Yeah, basically, Ng Siyun was also the boss, as in boss of a film studio, of a film company. And Ng Siyun was also the person that uh you know invited um uh master yun to actually make his debut as a director and that was snake in the eagle shadow first and then the next year drunken master so i thought for a long while as a directorial debut how do i establish my own style other kung fu films are very serious it's all about fighting lots of violence and i thought wait i want to create my own style and i wanted to have comedy and I wanted to have humor, because I felt that, that those were the elements that were actually not um, explored at that time for film, for kung fu films. Drunken Master apparently was uh, a very interesting idea of happenstance that the, that film was made. Okay, okay, okay. I have to now explain. There's a great little story, and maybe people don't know. Basically, Snake in the Eagle Shadow, first film, actually sold very well. And so they were invited everywhere in Asia and in Taiwan. Literally, it, it sold so well that the Taiwanese distributor invited everybody over, and they had a huge banquet, and everybody was drunk. Then the Taiwanese film distributor boss said, Hey, is there something like Drunken Fist? <laughs> there indeed is Drunken Fist, as in Drunken Kung Fu, a style. But the thing is, nobody would have thought of or dared to film it. <laughs> <laughs> So basically, I thought to myself, hey, I could make Drunken Master, I could make a film about Drunken Fist, and then we can make it humorous with very, very funny movements that would be entertaining. So that's how it happened. Had you actually learned Drunken Fist yourself before the film? I 
Well, actually, I do know some of it. Okay, I do know the technique. Huh? But the thing is, it's because, you know, as an action choreographer or actually as an action film director, it is also impossible to know every single style of kung fu. There's just too much. So I did consult uh, masters who knew uh, drunken fist and how to actually do drunken kung fu. And then I had them demonstrate. I looked, I learned, and then also then I adapted some of that because I needed to adapt them so that they look good on film. Was there any drinking on set? <laughs> no, no, everybody said we had to, but no, we did not. No, 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 no drinking was involved. <laughs> I tell you, if we were drunk, we can't make a film. How, how long did it take to shoot each film? Uh, Snake in the Eagle Shadow was probably one and a half months. And it was a cheap production. It was, uh, in 1978, it was about half a million Hong Kong dollars to, to make that film. Yeah, his production company in English is called Seasonal Films. Seasonal yeah. Films is... Yeah. And I think they were an independent film company, so but they really hit the jackpot with these two films. Yes, they made a lot of money and they were all laughing to the bank. <laughs> but I didn't make it. See, <laughs> you made the money. <laughs> uh, Drunken Master took uh, slightly more than two months to film. Basically, when I started my debut film, The Snake in the Eagle's Shadow, as a new director, they really did not give me a lot of resources, as in money. Yeah, basically, with that tight of a budget, I was still able to create a film, Snake in the Eagle's Shadow, so that's and then Ng Siyun made all that money, and then, you know, then Duncan Master was much easier. I really should have gotten bonus from him then. <laughs> so we heard that uh, Jackie Chan lost a tooth to a kick by Huang Zhangli. We heard that he got his arm slashed by a sword. This is on Snake and Eagle's Shadow. Were there any other worst stories on both of these films? No, 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 he did not. Jackie Chan that time did not lose a tooth. It was only a chip, a slightly chipped teeth, <laughs> chipped tooth. Can you tell us how you discovered uh, Jackie Chan? Uh, so so your you first you two films feature him. And what you thought of him? I chose Jackie Chan. I, I saw in Jackie Chan the talent for comedy. And but actually prior to to my engaging him, Jackie Chan had made a few films and they were all box office failures. And so producers were not interested in him. Actually, uh, it took me uh, with a lot of convincing Ng Siyun to actually take Jackie Chan. Because I actually just say, please trust me that I see in Jackie Chan the kung fu skills as well as, as the comedic skills. And it's also partly because Jackie Chan was also a disciple of my father, Yun Siyutin. So I knew him. 
what, what's amazing is after these two films, everywhere were Jackie Chan copy movies. They were copies of your kind of、uh, these two films. Yeah, basically, for a while after the success of these two films, everybody was copying and they were making these action slash comedies. So, I see, what I see is the next section of your career in about 82, you made tonight's film, The Miracle Fighters. You had kung fu, comedy, and you added folklore and magic. How did you come up with that? So, it's time to actually change the style, to transform the film. So, I want Chinese folk traditions of magic or alchemy, any sort of like that, to actually combine that into Kung Fu because I thought that is a good way. Of course, there are also comic elements. It was actually very difficult to make that film. It was hard work making The Miracle Fighters, which is being shown at 9 o'clock tonight. Remember, 1982, no CGI. So we'll call it which is a great way. We say basically we just created everything from just normal, earthly, everyday, common matters. Okay, so we had to create magic. How do we create magic? We get friends and people who actually knew physics to create those type of special effects that is actually through normal physical materials. That's how it happened. It was really hard work. And I can tell you that I've made many, many films. The filming of The Miracle Fighters took the longest time. It took 170 plus days to make the film The Miracle Fighters, which is showing at 9 o'clock tonight. <laughs> <laughs> If I can make a jump in time for a second, we,、yes. the film was actually remade、uh, not so long ago with the title The Thousand Faces of Dwinja, and it's heavily CGI.、Uh, do you feel nostalgic of that era with practical effects? <laughs> 我覺得冇舊版好睇。Actually, new Miracle Fighters not as interesting and interesting and fun to watch as the old Miracle Fighters. <laughs> I agree. Very old school. <laughs> It's a great movie. So I'm wondering about your comic sensibility, and I keep imagining maybe you and your brothers pulling pranks on people as kids because these movies with your comedies like pranks. 你個喜劇性，你喜劇節奏，係咪？係咪你好細個嗰陣時咧，好反鬥，同埋啲兄弟姊妹咧，個個一齊咁樣，有時又去整蠱人啊之類啊。冇啊！我我細個，我哋細個好驚老豆嘅喎。啊 ，no， <笑> we were very good kids， we were all terrified of our father <笑>。No pranks。So so where did all those amazing 
side gags coming from？ 係咁，如果係咁，點解嚟到咁好嘅笑料啊？咁多咁得意嘅動作咧？啊，都係靠想象，都係靠自己嘅。A creative person doesn't necessarily have to be exactly of the same type of nature as an, a character trait of a person. So for me, when I see a story, when I know I want to actually portray a comedy, I will find ways and find all the elements that actually would be able to contribute to make that a good comic film. In the 19th, uh, we were talking about your first discovery, Jackie Chan. Uh, a lot of your career is about discovering new talent. So in 1984, uh, you, it was a sort of a next, we're talking about the next phase. You uh, brought to the big screen a, a man, a young man at the time, he was 20 years old, and he was Donnie Yen. So uh, can you tell us how you discovered Donnie Yen and about the series of films that followed with him? Okay, so in the 1980s, uh, Donnie Yen's mother has actually a martial arts academy in Boston. And so during that time, Donnie Yen's mother actually brought Donnie Yen to me in, to Hong Kong and say, maybe uh, there could be a possibility of Donnie Yen actually starring in films. 即係我我我見到佢嘅，我覺得佢屋企嗰陣時好後生，十九歲左右。He was about Donnie Yen was nineteen then when I first met him。即係我睇外形 OK， 同埋我就想睇下啲功夫點樣，你你試試俾我睇啊。Okay, basically I looked at him, pretty handsome, good looking, no problem, and then I said, ah, I want to try your kung fu skills。咁佢即係即刻。要啊，要啦 ，OK 啊 ，Then he demonstrated。唔係唔係，我我唔會用佢嘅，我唔會，佢自佢自己識咩？做做咩俾我睇？啊 ，OK，basically Donnie Yen basically right there demonstrated his kung fu skills， so I actually watched him。即係佢試俾我，我睇咗之後，我覺得可以用嘅，係可可以栽培嗰啲嘅。So I looked at Donnie Yen and I thought, yes, I think I can use him. He is somebody that I can nurture. What kind of uh, kung fu was um, Donnie Yen uh, practicing uh, from his uh, his mother's uh, kung fu? Yen Zidan, 当时系咩派嘅？即系边边一个派嘅？啊，佢是永春。冇一派，佢系佢系喺北京武术学院啊，学咗年几两年，翻啊翻嚟。Um, just FYI, Donnie Yen's mother is of the Tai Chi tradition, Tai Chi tradition. But Donnie Yen actually, I guess, must have been in his late teens before meeting Master Yun, was actually at the Beijing Martial Arts Academy, at the Beijing Wushu Academy, and was studying there for about a year plus. And so he had good training from Beijing too. Mm -hmm. oh, so, so wasn't, he, wasn't his debut drunken Tai Chi, is that correct? 好啦，咁當時佢嗰個佢第一套戲係咪叫係咪笑太極啊？一九八四年啊，笑太極。Okay, yeah, uh, 笑太誒、uh, ，Drunken Tai Chi、uh,。And so this is still the folklore and magic tradition, I guess, that you created the miracle fighters。係啦，咁又有啲民間嘅嘢喺裏邊啦，亦都同時間又有啲科誒唔係科幻，即係有啲係嚇幻想嘅魔術啊等等喺裏邊。嗰度嗰部就冇乜幻想魔術。冇乜幻想。全全部都係喜劇，我將。It's comedic。嗰啲太極嘅元素，我用喺。It's comedic. Ah,、uh, it it's actually uses a lot of the Tai Chi elements. And what happens is that I make the Tai Chi elements more comedic when he practices and so on. So it's good to look at on on film. Was it with Donnie Yen that you then made the transition to contemporary action? 
。好啦，咁少太极嘅呢啲通通都系即系类似古装啦吓。咁到到几时系文初啦吓？咁、就是、到到几时先到到系真系好现代嘅戏咧？好现代，好后啦，差唔多九几年啦，喺德宝拍几部现代剧，好似《泰家基厨》啊嗰啲系好好好《泰家基厨》即系《泰家基厨》系系。特警屠龙系 OK OK really when it comes to、uh, making the modern films it is the Tiger Cage films at、uh, 1988 onward 一九八八年开始一一二三啊 there are about three films under Tiger Cage under that title so can you talk about that transition and how you adapted and what you created with this modern style which is very different from what you did before 唔同嘅，完全唔同。有 different styles， completely different styles of fighting。Do you think it's because Danny's、uh, Danny Yan's style is more urban？ I mean more street。Like why switch to contemporary films？ 點解點解當時會由即係譬如話啲比較古裝少少啊、文初啊咁樣，去到到呢個所謂嘅現代誒、呃、背景？係咪因為你覺得啊 Danny Yan 係比較適合拍現代戲咧？唔係，即係我。Because because really films and styles and trends they change every few years and every few years and so basically、uh, for a while there were all these you know again、uh, the early 19th century、uh, early 20th century Manchu which is actually right after the Chinese Revolution of 1911 those types of films were all very popular for a while and then after a while you know as a creative artist as a creative filmmaker you want to actually then explore something else. And so then, le leading to the trend of shooting kung fu films that are actually off today. So,、uh, yeah, you, your turn. Go ahead. <laughs> Takes two of us to to talk to a master.、Uh, maybe in the 1990s.、Uh, so we were talking about Jackie Chan, Donnie Yen, and in the 1990s you work with、uh, Jet Li.、Uh, uh, you worked on the Wong Fei Hong franchise. Once upon a time in China, as it's called, can you describe、uh, how you work with him? And he,、uh, Jet Li is a northerner, so that's、uh, before you work with uh, uh, Hong Kongers.、Uh, Donnie Yen is from the south as well, practice southern style. Was it very different to work with Jet Li? Very different. Okay,、uh, Jet Li is very different. First of all, is that for, when it comes to Jackie Chan or Donnie Yen, I kind of knew them. I also knew them because they're Northerners, people that I knew when they were very young. However, Jet Li was already kind of a star, star because he was known,、uh, you know, in Beijing as a wushu artist who has won five consecutive, five successive years as the best wushu artist. So I knew that clearly he already has, you know,、uh, all the skills and will actually have all the movements. But I, I don't know him.、Um, Choi Hak was making the Wang Fei Hong, the the Once Upon a Time in China, those series, and actually halfway through one of the films, he couldn't quite continue, and that was when. Earlier things were ditched, and Master Yun was actually invited、uh, to become the action choreographer. And then working with Jet Li, I realized that there is, you know, you basically there is power in his movement, and at the same time there is grace. The grace in his movement is something that is beyond what Jackie Chan and, and Donnie Yen had. The grace in it. 哈，即系话你做做出嚟好靓，好有韵味啊嘛。佢又好，即系好好有武术味道，即系。It has the grace of martial arts. That type of gracious martial arts type of a move. 
So basically, after the Wang Feihong, the once upon a time in China, Jet Li clearly <clears throat> moved up to another niveau as a star. Is it that grace that inspired you to make uh, what I think is one of your masterpieces, the Tai Chi Master? That's it has all these uh, very graceful motion, and it was at the time it was not necessarily an obvious thing to have uh, to have Jet Li play. The, tai, the inventor of Tai Chi, Chong Sanfeng. Mm. I'm talking about Chong Sanfeng. Because Tai Chi, because Wang Feihong, after that, Tai Chi Chong Sanfeng. Because a film on Tai Chi, film people didn't buy that at all. Because Tai Chi is slow. How could it possibly be exciting to watch? But I said, no, no, no. There is a way of filming it. Because I'm exploring things that other people had not filmed before. Kung Fu that other people dare not film, could not film, I film. I have confidence I will make it very interesting to watch for the audience. So basically, that's why we developed the script of the Tai Chi master, Zhang Sanfeng, the founder of Tai Chi. And actually, basically, it is really using all the skills that Jet Li has on Tai Chi, and they were all put into that film. It's a magnificent film. And maybe we should explain that uh, the founder of Tai Chi, you guys know the Shaolin, the Wu-Tang, right? So, you know, the Wu-Tang style, that's uh, the guy played by uh, Jet Li in the Tai Chi master, you know. So, I can't do it, but he can do it. Um, I, before we turn to the audience, I'm we're going to deliberately maybe skip the American face so we can let you guys ask questions about, I don't know, Tarantino and others. I want to skip for one second to, um, before we turn to you, uh, to Wong Kar-wai, your collaboration with Wong Kar-wai and uh, Zhang Jin. I'm going to focus on the Asian stuff. How did you, how did you, do, how did you discover Zhang Jin? You've worked with him a few times since then. He seems, he seems to be the new generation at this point. And uh, what was your work like with uh, on the grandmaster uh, work that took a long time mm -hmm. to complete yeah basically why did it take such a long time to make the grandmaster these actors Tony Leung, Zhang Ziyi they really do not know martial arts okay so for them to be able to play those characters means that they have to go through a lot of training long training to get to that level Actually, I had no idea why Wong Kar-wai took such a long time to make that film. He plays a role in it. Yeah, basically those action sequences and there's one that is in the railway station. 
took a long time, but it was, isn't really that long. I mean, really, when we were shooting action sequences, maybe 20 days, and it would be done. So the rest of the time, Wong Kar Wai was being slow. Why did it take such a long time and create such a great masterpiece? Wong Kar Wai has a very, very, very high standard what he wanted to achieve artistically. And that takes time. Yeah, because there is cinematography as well as the art direction, as well as the actors being able to be really in that moment. It takes it takes time. Yes, among Hong Kong film directors, you can say that Wong Kar Wai really filmed very slowly. But the artistic, the level of artistic pursuit is also very, very high. Some of the uh, best action scenes in the Grand Master feature uh, Yu uh, Zhong Jin, uh, Max Zhong, as he's mm -hmm. also known uh, in the West. Um, and you were just mentioning the train scene. Can you describe uh, working with Zhong Jin? How is he compared compared with Donnie Yan, Jet Li, Jackie Chan, the older stars? Zhong Jin, Zhong Jin, sorry, Zhong Jin, Zhang Jin. Yeah, because Zhang Jin was also a trained martial artist. Yeah, Basically, Zhang Jun was already a master in Ying Yihun, that Ying Yi uh, fist, the style. So, because even in the Wushu um, you know, competitions, he could actually easily have won prizes for that already. So, it was much easier uh, to actually film him doing that. Actually, I can tell you of all the actors that I have worked with, the one that it was easiest for me to film, the most comfortable, most easy for me to film, was actually Zhang Jun. Right, okay, and okay. you just made Master Z with him. Master Z, as you know, is, is called Ip Man 4, but actually it is a completely different story on that character. Uh, Zhang, yeah, after, after Ip Man 3, you have um, Master Z that comes out. Okay, but that's a very independent story. You're planning to work with him again? Soon? Yes, maybe. Yes, will. Yes, I will. Yes, I will. <laughs> I think that in acting, in Kung Fu, in all the movement, he attains a pretty high standard. Yeah, basically, uh, in The Grand Master, Zhang Jun already won Best Supporting Actor in one of the film festivals. Yeah, also a great actor. 
Sorry, guys, I've made one big omission in uh, among all these uh, great actors that you work with, uh, an actress, uh, Michelle Yeoh. We haven't talked about Michelle Yeoh. You made uh, Wing Chun in the 1990s, and I'm terrible with dates, so I'm going to have to refer to the cheat sheet. It was in the mid-90s, I believe, uh, 1994, and you also work with her on the Tai Chi Master. She has some pretty amazing action sequences. Michelle Yeoh is also a fantastic and, actress. And also worked with her on... Uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Absolutely, absolutely. I was trying to leave the American stuff. Can you tell us about working with her and what she's like? And it's a long-standing relation now. And you brought her back with Master Z. I have worked with Michelle Yeoh for many films. She really, really throws herself into her work. She really respects and follows a director and she's professional as an actress. Whether it's acting or whether it's in her action, movements, everything is actually, I, I'm happy and satisfied with what she has done for me. Yeah, Wing Chun, as you know, is a story uh, that, that features actually Michelle Yeoh and Donnie Yen. It's a love story. And so it's really, it's, it's a lot of acting. Okay, there's a lot of acting and there's Kung Fu, but the thing is the Kung Fu is actually very much in the background. There's a lot of acting involved. Amazing what a diverse body of work you have. Even romance. Basically, all Hong Kong action stars, anybody who has filmed in any sort of action of anything, I have worked with them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, at this point, I think we should uh, open this conversation to the audience. I believe you have uh, questions for Master Yun. One question at a time, please. Okay. Yes, if you could also stand up so we can hear you. Great. Thank you. Uh, uh, Esther. Uh, I'm a graduate from NYU University uh, in marketing. And I have a good friend. He's a, a national champion and a world champion for Tai Chi Chuan. Uh, I, he, I, I wonder he would uh, have this opportunity to working with you. His name is Chi Kun Huang. And also, if I, I could have opportunity to work with you. I, I've been a coach for six years. Thank you. Okay. Now, what is, what is your question? Uh, I'm sorry. You stood up. You have to ask a question. Uh, I. Uh, I, I want to know, like, uh, uh, I, I want you to give some advice for, uh, for, for young people oh. to working in the uh, sports or film industry. You Thank you. want to ask for that advice, imagine. Okay. Words of wisdom, right? That's what you want. Yes. <laughs> I have no words of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> the question is, is whether you have the heart and whether you are willing to learn. If you are dedicated, you will succeed. And if I can see the dedication in you, you will succeed. Yeah. For people who say, I want to be this, I want to be that, that's not enough. You just basically have to go and try and put that into practice. 
Thank you. Okay. Uh, Next question. Uh, yes. Question. The, the gentleman in pink. Are you have the thought about making another Drunken Master movie and actually playing or portraying Soha-E as your father did? I haven't thought of, I did, that idea didn't come across my mind because I don't know how to drink. I don't drink. My dad was a very good drinker. <laughs> Thank you for the suggestion. I want to think about it, maybe. Thank you. Uh, in the front, the gentleman in the front. Uh, people used to watch Hong Kong films because there was nowhere else you could get martial art films. Now that film, uh, martial arts, gone mainstream in, in, in action. Does that, what does that mean for Hong Kong martial art films? Yeah, so, so a long time ago there were lots of Hong Kong films and they clearly influenced the rest of the world. Okay, but now when we talk about Hong Kong films, we create and we produce the highest quality of the martial arts and action films. That's how Hong Kong film is now. Yeah. Unlike the 1990s, you remember that was a time in which within a year you could have a few hundred of these action films. But the quality. Now, yeah, but basically now what we have is that we have just much tighter and higher expectations. It has to be a good script, it has to be good acting, and it has also has to be good uh, fighting. So it's really all of these at a very high level. So Hong Kong Yeah, there is still potential for Hong Kong action films. It's just that it has to be of that very, very high standard. Uh, hello, Mr. Yuan. I'm just a, a film student graduated this summer and just came to New York for a career. And I've been working on many uh, film shooting on set. So I see. What's your question? There it comes. Because uh, I've seen many filmmakers uh, working on set with low salary and or even for free. But because they love the film, they work to we really like to work for film for free. But do you think this passion, love for film will never die? Have you ever in your career um, were you not satisfi satisfied with your work? Have you never thought of quit a little bit? Have you ever been unsatisfied with your work? work is what you're sometimes. asking. I've made films in which I'm not happy with. Okay? Because you cannot, for any single director, Nobody could constantly be making every single film that is perfect. <laughs> there would always be one film that would be a failure. Great. Uh, let's move on to the next. Okay. Uh, yes, yes. You already have the mic. I, uh, so yeah, he, he, it's his fault. He gave it to me. Yeah, yeah. I blame you. <laughs> uh, I want a question. You're going to get one. You're going to get two. In all the time that you, obviously, a lot of uh, care and meticulous nature goes into everything you've planned. Have you ever had anything go not according to plan when shooting, but liked it so much you kept it? Thank you. Good question. Good question. 
不如运动作啊，或者系拍戏啊。呢呢呢有嘅啲。Yes, yes, yes. Happens. 因为因为好多嘢。There are always accidents, despite whatever you plan. 嗯，所以你你有时揸住呢呢个意外，你可能自己好快速咁谂，咁变成可能变就变咗系。好意外收穫變咗。Yeah, sometimes you do actually reap something out of an accident that is good. Thank you. I think we just have time for one or two more questions. One or two more. Okay. Can you tell us a little bit about how the calligraphy fight in Magnificent Butcher came about? Wow. I think it's absolutely brilliant. 林西荣里边就有个书法啊，入边有个书法嗰度，佢想点样点样构思出嚟，点样拍出嚟嘅，都系咁拍出嚟噶啦。I I just filmed it <笑>。即系你你一定要研究书法，因因为关德兴啊，佢自己嘅书法写得好好嘅。Yeah, because you know that the the 关德兴 who was the original guy who played 王飞鸿 ，he was a very good calligrapher。Because the actor was so good with calligraphy, I wanted to actually use that as an asset for him in this film to actually have not just calligraphy but have movement and action to go with it. So it was kind of like, was it a spontaneous idea on set where you you saw that he could do this and then came up with the whole idea, or was it written beforehand? Or Especially planned. Yeah, that actor was very famous, also as a calligrapher, so everybody knew. Yeah, basically, when I see an actor and I know that he has some special assets, some special traits that are really unusual, I want to use all of that in the film too. Okay. Okay. I I think that's all the time we have, really. I'm afraid, unless you want to stretch it a bit. We we have to go over to the other side because he has to appear on stage. Unfortunately, we're running out of time. He has to introduce the miracle fighters. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because he had. I'm sorry. We have to go over. Thank you very much for coming today. And thanks, Master Yun. You've been listening to the Film at Lincoln Center podcast. Our opening music is by Steelism. You can subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher. Film at Lincoln Center is a nonprofit arts organization based in New York City, supported by individuals just like you. Founded in 1969 to celebrate American and international cinema, Film at Lincoln Center presents year-round programming recognizing established and emerging filmmakers, supporting important new work, and enhancing awareness, accessibility, and understanding of the moving image. To learn more about what we do and support Film at Lincoln Center by becoming a member, visit filmlink.org. F-I-L-M-L-I-N-C.org. Film at Lincoln Center. Film lives here.